Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey, hey guys, it's another Sunday night. It's Dr. Delvina, your host of the Brain Love Podcast. Of course, you guys know this drops, a new episode drops every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. This podcast began back in May, which May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm only three months away from a one-year podcast anniversary. I love it. I love it. I love it. And all thanks to you, uh, my listeners, supporters of the podcast. I appreciate your time. And um, I appreciate you listening to me on the couch. You guys take the couch with me every Sunday night. The ratings show it, and I'm grateful. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Tonight, I'm talking um, about two different things. Uh, Well, the first conversation is just me answering a follower's question. Um, Someone DM'd me and asked a question regarding his girlfriend, and I want to give him a response back. I told him he'd get a response tonight on this podcast. But the real, the main topic tonight, the real topic tonight is how to proceed in a relationship when your boyfriend or girlfriend or your man or your lady is overweight or obese, and that is not your thing. Um, Someone DM me and said he wanted to discuss this. So we called in tonight and uh, we had a a pretty engaging conversation. I understand where he's coming from. Uh, You know, I listen, when you, when you listen to this episode, Please don't be offended if your mom is overweight or obese or if your sister's overweight or obese or if you're overweight or obese. You know, by American standards and by military standards, I'm considered overweight. Um, and I'm not saying it's right, but I'm considered overweight. This gentleman has a question because his his girlfriend is technically obese. Obesity, um, these things um, are determined by your BMI, your body mass index. And so, you know, we'll have a conversation about that. But first, let's get into this question from someone off of Instagram in my DM. He writes, hello, doctor, really, I have some questions. I don't know if this is normal. So my girl's got an inverted nipples, but I I guess he meant has inverted nipples and her areola ain't black. Is this normal or does she need to go for some checkup? Well, this is um, not considered unusual. Um, Yes, most women will have um, nipples that protrude, meaning they point outward. So a, a normal nipple is considered a nipple that points outward. But um, if a nipple is pointing or retracted into the breast, that's considered an inverted nipple. And it can happen. In some cases, the nipple will temporarily protrude if stimulated, but at times it will remain inverted. So inverted nipples are nipples that point inward or lie flat rather than pointing out. It's also called a retracted nipple. And it can happen in one breast or in both. So don't be surprised if your girlfriend or wife has um, nipples that, or a nipple, because it doesn't have to be both, that um, point inward. At times women are born this way. If it starts to happen later in life, it could be a sign of a medical problem. The worst case scenario could be cancer. Um, And so, and just like uh, with many other things in the field of medicine, the 
type of inversion or nipple pointing inward can be graded or rated um, is what maybe some lay people would say. So there's different degrees to this nipple um, pointing inward. So if someone has the, um, I guess, the worst case of um, a nipple pointing inward, which would be considered severe, they may not never be able to pull the nipple out. They may never be able to breastfeed because the nipple is pointing inward. A moderate case would be a nipple that is inward, but can be pulled outward. But as soon as you pull it out, it quickly goes back into its original shape, which is an inward nipple. So these women will have difficulty breastfeeding. The, the best case scenario for nipples that are pointing inward would be nipples that can easily be pulled outward and sometimes will stand or protrude outward on its own when it's stimulated or when it's cold and they can still breastfeed. Um, and so, you know, it, it is not a normal thing for her nipple to be pointing inward, but ask her how long has her nipple been that way if you have some concerns. If she tells you it just happened, tell her to go see her gynecologist. Um, if she tells you it's been her entire life, then she was born that way. Now, beginning in our 30s, our breasts do start to, ch to change, and they continue to change as we get older, just like the rest of our, our bodies. Um, our nipples, we have milk ducts in there, and as we get closer to menopause, the milk ducts, the milk ducts shorten. So sometimes this too can cause a nipple to move into the body or become inverted or, or um, point inward. So the other worst case scenario, as I stated, is breast cancer can also pull the, the nipple inward. So there's all different sorts of things that can cause the nipple to um, retract or become inverted. Um, so ask your girlfriend how long her nipple's been that way. And if it's something new, then tell her, go and see the doctor. Um, so that way they can do a full examination and determine if this is an abnormality um, representative of something very serious. So I actually appreciate that question. Now, the second part of this question was about the areola. So the areola is the circular area of skin that surrounds the nipple. This, this skin is usually pigmented and the color can vary depending on the woman. So what determines the color of your areola? Well, so areolas can range. Um, the color can be pale to very prominent. Um, sometimes they're light to dark pink, red, light brown to very dark brown and other various shades of, or of, of black or brown. A reason for the different color may be because uh, it's a survival tactic for, for infants, for babies. It makes it easier for them to see the areola so that way they can find the nipple. Um, they can find the nipple easily. So don't be concerned about the color of her areola. Everyone does not have black areolas. Everyone doesn't have dark brown. It varies depending on the woman. I hope that answers your question, my friend, and thank you for writing in. So guys, before I bring on the caller um, and our conversation, I just want to review a couple of things. You know, you heard me mention being overweight and also heard me mention obesity. 
there are standards. Um, the CDC defines standards, and so, so do many other websites. So as I mentioned, you can use your BMI, which is your body mass index, to determine if you're overweight. And also, if you're overweight, if you technically meet the definition of obesity. So BMI, um, if your BMI is 25 to less than 30, you fall in the overweight range. I mentioned that I'm overweight. You can calculate your BMI online, actually. You can um, Google BMI calculator and put in the information, and it'll tell you your BMI. If your BMI is 30 or higher, you fall into the obesity range. And there's different classes of obesity. If your BMI is 30 to less than 35, you're considered a class one. If your BMI is 35 to less than 40, you're a class two. And if your BMI is um, 40 or higher, you're class three, and that's considered extreme or severe obesity. So, and when you're, you're going to your doctor's appointments, you're going to see your primary care, they weigh you, they know your height. And so they can tell you your BMI, they can do that calculation and, and help you out with that. Um, and so it's important for all of us to know our BMI so um, we can be cognizant of of our bodies because certain BMIs correlate with certain diseases and carry certain risk factors as well. You know, the risk of um, increasing the risk of a heart attack or a stroke, those types of things. And especially if you factor in where most of your fat is located on the body. Now, you'll hear this caller um, call in and, and talk to me about uh, his girlfriend. He's really struggling in how to talk to her about losing weight and how to keep her motivated. So please take the couch, take the couch with us as we have this conversation. One in three folks in America are overweight. We have an issue in America with um, obesity and being overweight. So this is a pertinent discussion. So before we bring on the caller, I'm sorry, I just mentioned the rates of, I think I said overweight, I sh should have said obesity. The rate of obesity, what percentage of people in America are obese? We have a, a problem with um, obesity in America and especially amongst children. So, um, and as I mentioned, obesity correlates with, um, can correlate with medical conditions. Obesity in America affects one in three adults, one in three. So about 30%, it's actually higher than 30%, but the easiest way is to say one in three American adults are obese. Um, it's a disease that affects 34% of adults um, age 20 and over in the U.S. and affects about 20% of children. And we know that um, obesity related conditions include things like, as, as I said, heart attacks, which is heart disease, strokes, brain attacks, type two diabetes, and certain types of cancers um, that can be prevented. Um, premature deaths are also associated with obesity. So it's important that we are aware of our weight and our BMI and that we're, we're leading and living healthy lifestyles. So anyway, without any further 
delay. Please take the couch. Let's do this. Hi, caller. Thanks for calling Brain Love. How are you? I'm doing well, Dr. Delvina. How about yourself? Um, I'm Peachy King. Thanks for asking me. Great. So it's a Sunday. It's Sunday night. You're calling into the podcast. Did you have a question for me? Yes, I did, doctor. Um, I uh, was wondering if I could get your your thoughts and your perspective on this issue that I have going on with me. Um, I've listened to your podcast in the past. I actually am subscribed. I've, I've heard you speak, and uh, I believe you have a wealth of knowledge and experience that um, could probably lend some help and some clarity to my situation. So with that said, um, the, the thing is, the situation is, I've been dating this very young, this young lady uh, for a while. Um, we've been dating for about a year and a half. Um, things have been going well. Spiritually, she's very sound. She's very intelligent, very brilliant. Um, she's a great friend. She, and she's she's beautiful. To be to be totally honest with you, to be quite honest with you, she's she's very attractive. Um, but the the issue, and uh, I should say that we haven't had any discrepancies. We haven't had any big issues. We we get along pretty well if we have a disagreement we do talk it out and resolve it um in a civil manner so there are a lot of things that i appreciate and love about this relationship over the last year and a half um i'm a person who's dating with um the intent to marry and so she has all these wonderful qualities really and truly but one of the the things that causes me to have a little bit of uh, reluctancy or to, to think on it is the fact that she's overweight. Now, I don't mean to be rude. I don't mean to be offensive. I don't mean to be shallow. But the reason why I'm mentioning these things are because when I get married, I want to get married for, I'm sorry, I want to be successful in marriage. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, it's important for me to be successful in marriage. I, I want to make my vow before God, you know, which I have a strong um, faith in. And uh, I know the temptations are going to happen. I know that the trials and tribulations are going to occur. We, you know, um, I know there's going to be ups and downs. But when I make my vow, really and truly, I really want to hold that vow. And I really want to be successful in marriage. And so, as as I said a moment ago, um, she has wonderful qualities. She's a really beautiful girl. I mean, if I if I was to show you pictures of her, um, you would say you would you would understand and you, you would probably agree on how um, aesthetically 
beautiful she is over the last yeah over the last um i'd say over the last seven years she has continued to put on weight a lot of weight um i look at pictures from her from five years ago she she's 28 now i look at pictures from five years i'm 35 I look at pictures of her from five years ago, and I, and I'm, and I'm um, surprised at how much weight she has put on. Now, this is a sensitive topic, and I love her. It's it's not something that I am going to be rude about, or be crass about, or be mean about, or try to hurt her feelings. I've never done that till this day. And I, and I and I tread lightly, and I want to be sensitive about it because I don't want to hurt her feelings. I mean, she has expressed to me that she would like to lose weight. She's expressed to me that mm-hmm. she, she's talked to me in, in conversation um, over the last year and a half. You know, listen, um, this is something that I wish I could change about myself. I, I, I hate to take pictures. Now we're at a point where she doesn't even like to take pictures because she doesn't like the way she looks in pictures. Um, for her birthday that just passed, or you know, we went out to dinner and everything, and she didn't want to take pictures. Um, she, she does not like to see herself in pictures because she's in her... In her mind, when she sees them, it reminds she is reminded of how heavy she looks. And you know, again, I I love this young lady, and so I try to lift her and encourage her and remind her how beautiful she is. She is beautiful, you know. Um, but I guess the reason why I'm calling is to see if I can get some information, I'm sorry, get some advice from you. Um, See, over the last couple of months, I've had different talks with her, and I've tried to, as much as I, I'm sorry, I have been supportive and understanding of her and sensitive of this topic. And I also have tried to see how I can help to circumvent through this, how I can try to help find a solution for this. I don't know if that's the man in me, you know, trying to also maintain um, a sensitivity to her feelings. But I've, I've tried to encourage go to the gym with her. Um, I've tried to motivate her and encourage her to to eat better to make better choices you know one of the one of the issues are she 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 eats fast food literally every day chipotle outback chinese food pizza etc etc french fries no mcdonald's no 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 burger king that's not her forte that's not her thing but you understand that's one of the um, the, uh, the the problems or the issues I think she faces with that. 
And so I've, I've mentioned it to her very kindly, very lovingly, like, you know, babe, like, you know, when you eat those things, when anybody eats that, that fast food, they're loaded with butter, fat, salt, et cetera, et cetera. And those things will make you put on weight at a quicker pace. So I've tried to explain that to her and try to try to encourage her not to eat out every day. But it's, you know, it's sort of an addiction. People yeah. have addictions to different they mm-hmm. have addiction. I, I really didn't want to. Right. Go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. I really did not want to interrupt you. Um, so are you finished talking or do you still have more you want to, to share? Yes, doctor. Um, no, I'll just conclude by saying, I just, I'm sorry. I just want to give you some context. I'll just conclude by saying that, you know, um, I've come to a place where I would, I'm at a place in my life where I would like to get married, start a family, have children, and all the rest of it. But like I said, I, I, I want to be successful in marriage. And I've, I've come to realize or understand that weight, overweight in the, is, is an issue. For me, I, I feel as though it's it's a um, in a in a relationship. It's your responsibility to take care of yourself. And I know, yeah, you know, people have children; they have a career and everything. So I know that you you can't look like America's next top model every day, you know. But I do feel that there is a responsibility to take care of yourself or your partner. There's there's so many attractions outside. Me personally. I am in shape. I, you know, I do go to the gym. I do work out at home, and I am in, you know, in, I'm not, you know, overweight. I met her this way. I do respect that, and I do understand that. But I, I guess I was feeling like maybe she would lose some weight. She, as a matter of fact, she had told me at some point in time that she's not going to be this weight forever. She's tried to go to the gym for six weeks. She didn't lose any weight and she, she, she gave it up. I tried to tell her that, you know, honey, it's also 80, 20, that 80% of it is the food you eat. And so that was like the, the, the obstacle. She, she was going to the gym, but she was still eating Chinese food and Chipotle and mac and cheese. So my my final or my my conclusion of everything is that do I am I am I in the wrong for for feeling this way and kind of like you know I I don't want to run the risk of losing someone who is a, a totally special person, a very special person. She's she's gorgeous, but to be on to be just to be blunt, but not to be disrespectful, but just to be blunt. If she would have, if she would lose fifty pounds or forty pounds, she would be a total knockout. 
And I don't mean that in disrespect. I don't mean to be shallow, but just to be blunt for a minute, if she were to lose like 50 pounds, she would be a knockout. And I, and I feel like that weight problem would be an issue for me. Like if I get married to her, I feel like my eyes would wander. I feel like I would even get upset. And I know that's not right, but I feel like I would even get upset. And then that would cause, um, arguments with us so i'm sorry i was so long-winded but i i I just wanted to provide some context and some information so perhaps you can give me your opinion on it should i stay in the relationship should i continue on and encourage her because she she is trying to lose weight now as we speak she's trying to go on a 40-day fast I'm, I'm sorry, into a 40-day intermittent fast where she's taking out whole carbohydrates from her diet and she even has, you know, periods of the time where she doesn't eat. Should I stay with her and in the hopes that she loses 40 pounds, 50 pounds? That's a lot of weight. Or should I politely say that this is, you know, whatever you feel that I should express to her? So um, I have a a couple of questions first, and let me first commend you. Um, I want to commend you on your your honesty, Um, commend you for not being disrespectful towards her, commend you on your caring approach and your support of your friend. Are you guys friends? I know that you're in a relationship together. Do you consider her your friend as well? Absolutely. Absolutely, doctor. I, I consider her my best friend. She's she's a great friend, and and she, as far as I know, she tells me the same. I've never cheated on her. I would never do that. I care a lot about her. She's a prize, really and truly. She's a mm-hmm. she's a university graduate. She has a master's. She's a brilliant young woman. She's a prize, you know. Were you guys friends yeah. first before you began dating? No, no. We uh, was that a yes? No, no, ma'am. Okay. How long have you been dating her? For a year and a half. We made a year and a half, I think, uh, last month. You guys are in a dedicated monogamous relationship? Yes, doctor. And you said she's 28 and you're 35. Yes, that's correct. Does she have any children yet? No. Okay. Um, so the first thing I'll say is is this. Diet and how we eat and how we manage our bodies and our health, our physical health is a lifestyle. Just as is managing our mental health and wellness, it's a lifestyle. Going on these fad binges and doing these fad diets, you know, 40-day fast, 30-day no carbs, all this stuff, it really is a setup for failure. Because oftentimes these things don't work. Studies show us they don't work. People have to adopt the lifestyle and have an appreciation for adopting the lifestyle of nutritious eating, of well-being, which includes exercise at least five days a week, 30 minutes, or three days a week of 75-minute hardcore um, exercising. So if someone is not adopting that lifestyle, who's 
already struggling with their weight, more than likely they'll continue to struggle with their weight. And you're seeing this now. You're her friend, you're in a relationship with her, and you see that she has poor eating habits. She's mentioned she eats out all the time. And although it's not cheap fast food, it's still fast food. It's still food that can raise your cholesterol, can elevate your blood sugar and your and, and your blood pressure because of the salt. And so there is a grave concern here because the fact that she's pretty much eating her way towards a heart attack or a stroke at an early age is a major concern. The concern is not necessarily, of course, you mentioned how she looks because obviously you're not, you're, you're just, you're more about a healthy lifestyle, appearing healthy and being healthy inside. Um, and some people will say they don't mind a big girl or a big boy or whatever. Um, for mm -hmm. you, that's a no-go. That's where you don't compromise. And so everyone has to acknowledge what is their breaking point. What is their, their, that factor they just do not compromise on? Some women don't compromise on height. Some men and women don't compromise on education. Some people mm. don't compromise on, um, on race. For you, the non-factor the non here, the no-go, the factor you're not willing to compromise on is appearance, is being overweight or obese. How tall is she, by the way, and how much do you think she weighs? Sure. I, I was actually going to mention that um, she's 5'3", and she's 225 pounds. Well, yeah. Um, and so you expressed some very um, legitimate concerns. If you were to make her your wife and have children with her, more than likely she's going to gain more weight. I was thinking that when those, she those conceives and she's and she's yeah and when she's pregnant because that's what happens when you're pregnant typically you're supposed to gain depending on your starting weight but you're supposed to gain somewhere between 30 35 pounds something like that um you have to gain the weight because the weight of the baby and having the extra nutrients for the baby because the baby is basically um they're sucking all of our nutrients and all of our all of our uh calories and nutrition they're taking that away from us so you have to replenish those things and in the process a woman gains weight if she's having difficulty now pre-baby losing the weight yeah. it'll be even a bigger concern for her after the baby's born now a couple of things to think about would be this um you know people who are overweight and who overeat or eat for comfort you know, I'm not sure if that's her situation or not. I don't know. You mentioned the She's word addiction. Older. And yes, eating, eating and food can be addictive, just like alcohol and drugs and cigarettes and, you know, these things because they release dopamine. Dopamine is a feel good chemical. And when we're eating the things that we right. really, really enjoy, we release that chemical and that's what makes us feel better. So as her friend, you may want to ask her, if she feels like or if she's ever thought about what drives her to eat in the fashion that she does, when she thinks about changing her diet, what stands in between her and the change. And then the other thing is encourage her to seek out psychotherapy, to go and sit down with someone because she may have some things from her past that you may not know about. She may have some things that she has not felt comfortable or has been ashamed or embarrassed to talk about. A lot of times there's trauma in someone's history 
And then, you know, if it's not that, it could be merely just simple. And that's no one has ever talked to her about nutrition and taught her the healthy way to eat. Maybe she grew up in a household where her mom didn't cook home homemade meals. Maybe her father didn't make home cooked meals. Maybe one of those two parents weren't even around. Maybe they ordered out a lot. Maybe she lived with an aunt or a grandmother and they ordered out a lot. And so that's what she became used to. So asking her to see a nutritionist, asking her to see a psychotherapist, I think are a good start. If you're not in a rush to get married, you have time to work with her. Now, if you have a timetable and you feel like you just, you can't endure it any, any longer, then just be careful because she may meet someone who wills her and motivates her or steps in where you left off and gets her to achieve the result of losing weight. And you look at her and you're like, damn, you know, and you want her back. But because you didn't stick it out with her, she has no love for you. So these are the, the possibilities and what can occur. Now, as I said, this has to be a lifestyle because people who go on all these fat diets, they're very unhealthy and they're not effective. They're, you can't maintain, if you lose the weight, you can't maintain the weight loss because you have not really achieved understanding how to eat, knowing what not to eat, um, knowing what types of things you should be putting in your body, uh, adhering to the rules and guidelines of healthy eating, like not eating after 7 p.m. For some people, it's 6 p.m. Right. Knowing what to include in your meals, you know, mostly veggies and protein and not all the carbohydrates. So, you know, in the end, I'm saying to you this, if this is your breaking point, if this is your deal breaker, then no, you don't marry her. Not right now. If you believe in her, and you really care about her, and you feel she is the one, she has all the other qualities, then you, I believe you can help her. And the only way you can help her is by incorporating other people into this, this fight. And that's the nutritionist and the psychotherapist I mentioned to you. I see. Um, thank you, Dr. Delvina, for that very, very sound and, um, great advice i really appreciate it i i wanted to mention one thing um in the past she sure. has mentioned she has shared with me that she is an emotional eater she has mm -hmm. shared this with me she has yeah, she told me that you know i'm an emotional eater she's come out and told me um the other thing is um i obesity runs in her family there's no other way for me to say it her her mother is as slim as ever, not anorexic, but a regular um, weight. Her father is is obese. She now these are her words. Using the word obese are her words. I have a great deal of respect for him. He's a good man, hardworking man. Raises his daughter with the fear of God, but um, he's obese. So I the reason I mention that is because. I see that it's hereditary or there it may be in the genes. She's told me that it's genetic. She's, you know, she, um, he's, you know, he's sometimes doesn't want to take pictures. Also, he wants the picture to be taken from his head. You know, sad. 
It's sad. He doesn't, you know, I was there a couple weeks ago taking photos with the family and he didn't want me to take a video, you know, from the head down. I had to raise the, the video up. You see, And it's like, for me, Dr. Delvina, I don't want to be a prisoner of my body. I like to eat. I like to eat fast food. I would love to eat all that stuff. Trust me, donuts, potato chips, fried chicken, I would love to eat it all. But you know something? If I eat all that food, am I going to like the way I look? When my body starts to gain weight, am I going to feel confident about myself? No. Am I going to feel like I could walk into a room and use my intelligence and, and my talent to be successful? No. My, my The physical body that I'm in will probably make me feel less than a man. And you know what? I've taken a vow to myself that I'm not going to let it happen. So when I see people who I believe are prisoners of their body, I feel for them. But I feel like saying, why in the hell, excuse my language, why in the world can't you just stop eating donuts every every day? Why do you have to go through a bag of Oreos? Why do you have to eat some fried chicken and IHOP and then Chipotle and then Outback every day of the week? Why can't you just eat in, at home? Because when you eat at home, these foods are cooked with less fat, less salt, less butter. Why can't oh, you yeah, go on three? Yeah. Why can't you dedicate yeah. three months of your life to do this and then just take little walks here and there? Nobody's asking you to go run a marathon. But just I, I, my, I feel like why can't you just dedicate, do it for three months of, of not eating outside? Mm-hmm. And I get if if you don't lose 20 pounds and call me a liar and, and never talk to me again, that's how sure I am that you can drop weight from um, eliminating fast food. That's how sure I am that if you stop mm-hmm. eating fast food and you say, you know what, I'm just going to start eating um, brown rice, salmon, chicken. I'm going to stop with red meat. I'm going to eat veggies. I'm going to watch my portion control, and I'm not going to eat outside for three months. I'm so sure that you will drop 20 to 25 pounds, and then you'll say, you know what? Man, I, I want to take pictures. I like the way I look now. See, there's a, there's a difference between being rude and, 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 being, and looking at somebody and, and saying you're fat, and then there's a difference between saying, hey, listen, I know you don't like the way you look in that body. You're beautiful, but I know it bothers you. Why not? Let me show you how to change that. I don't want you to be a prisoner of your body. That's where I'm coming from. That's the um, the, the angles that I'm coming from. This young lady is so gorgeous. She doesn't want to take pictures. She doesn't even want to go shopping for clothes for her birthday. I had to politely encourage her. She says that it's so heartbreaking to see that every every couple of months I go up a size I go up a size she says you know I don't even want to yeah. go to buy she, new clothes she, yeah she she needs a psychotherapist she needs to really sit down she may even need a psychiatrist to prescribe her some medication I mean, I, I want to dispel something um, obesity does not run in families bad behaviors maladaptive behaviors run in families but obesity does not run in families. I, I don't subscribe to that notion that I'm I'm overweight or obese. 
because my both of my parents are overweight or obese. When you take a look wow. at families and the structure and the habits that they have in their household, you see that these people are not eating nutritious meals consistently. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're not eating nutritious meals consistently. They're not exercising consistently. They haven't subscribed to a healthy lifestyle. They have poor eating habits. They eat a lot of fried stuff. They eat a lot of takeout. They eat a lot of fast food. Weight management really is simple math, right? Of course, there's a lot that goes into that, meaning how motivated are you and how bad do you want it? But weight management is simple math, right? If you consume more calories than you burn, then obviously you're going to gain weight. The thing that can be genetics or can be in our DNA is our the issues or no issues with metabolism. So some folks have um, great genetics when it comes to metabolism, meaning they have a fast metabolism, and so they can um, they can splurge. They can splurge more than the person who doesn't. They can splurge and have these unhealthy meals, or you know, have cakes and desserts, and still maintain their weight or still lose the weight when it's time. When they want to lose weight and they decide to lose weight, it happens easily. Then there are people who struggle to lose weight. They may struggle because perhaps they have the metabolism issues, but obesity doesn't run in families. It's the bad maladaptive behaviors that run in families. And I apologize to my listener if I'm offending anyone, but if you have something uh, that's from a reputable medical source that shows a gene for obesity, please send it to me. Now, her father probably has his own mental health problems and mental health hangups. He's probably depressed. He has poor eating habits. He's not exercising. And unfortunately, he may also have a slower metabolism. And maybe her mother has a metabolism that's, that's quicker, that's faster. And there are things you can do that will help to speed up your metabolism. There's different ways of eating, like the intermittent fasting is supposed to help with that. Certain foods such as peppers and um, hot peppers, things like that are supposed to help with uh, revving up our metabolism. But really the bottom line here is to have a, to live a consistent, healthy lifestyle. I bet you she doesn't drink a lot of water either, your girlfriend. I mean. Um, Yeah, she, she does, you know, she does drink water. She drinks water, but does she drink <laughs> over a hundred ounces Probably. of water on a daily basis? No. Because no. for her weight, she should be drinking 50% of her weight. So you take your weight and divide it by two. That's how much water you should be drinking on a daily basis. There's no way she's drinking that because if she was, appet- uh, water helps to suppress appetite. She wouldn't order out. She wouldn't be craving all of these carbohydrates and and sugary things. And sugar is not just sweets and desserts. It's the um, sandwiches. It's the dough. It's the bread. It's the pastas. It's the rice. She loves rice. The white rice, the mashed potatoes, the potatoes, the french fries. And so, yeah, Yeah. she's going to need some work. She'll need some work. And it may not be, it's it's not your job to determine where that insult or injury occurred for her mentally. That's why I said she needs to see a psychotherapist. Because something happened somewhere in there about five years ago, you said it was, you noticed the, Look, from the pictures, doctor, she was smaller. If I show you pictures from six years ago, from five years ago, 
you would not believe how much weight she's put on five years ago. I, you know, and forgive me, I think to myself, dang, I wish she could have just stayed this size, you know? And mm-hmm. again, she's a beautiful, she's a beautiful girl with a great personality, a great heart and a great everything. But you know, something I wanted to mention is also her mother is a good woman as well, but I, she's expressed some like, um, I guess the word is disenchantment with her own husband's weight. You know, she's seen pictures of him and she's showed me pictures of them coming up. And she's, she said things like, you know, this is, this is us before. And, you know, he was so attractive back then. He was much smaller, you know, her, her daughter, my girlfriend has told me things like, I know for a fact that my father's size has been an issue with my mother like you know has made her less attracted to him in some ways not that she's a good woman she loves her husband you know she's committed to her vows but in some ways that weight like that he had to get new scales because when you know when you put when you step on the scale it can't even give you a reading He's, you know, he's had to continuously yeah. buy new skills. So uh, the point I'm trying yeah, to make he, is that, he, he, yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that she, her mother, also has shown that she has, she's like annoyed with that. She'll make, and my girlfriend will tell me now she'll make snide remarks, little snide remarks about. Oh, I can't, you can't go out to eat tonight. Let me make something, you know, don't, don't keep on eating, you know, like, I don't want to live that a life like and, that where. And that, and, and that's not healthy. That's not healthy for the person on the receiving end to be, that's basically being passive aggressive. And that's what's make and that's shaming the person that's shaming the person. The best way to deal with it is to just be transparent with it all and just say, Hey, I'm afraid you're going to have a heart attack on me and die. And that's not fair to me. That's not fair to the kids and get him outside walking with her, go walking and invite him to go. You know, don't, when you grocery shop, don't buy certain things for the house, buy just the veggies, the little bit of protein, but buy mainly a lot of greens and veggies and some fruit. Teach him gradually healthy eating habits. Um, You know, I could go on and on about this, um, but I think for the most part, I've answered your question. I'd like to say this as well. Um, In April, I will be doing a a live with a surgeon, a black male surgeon here in South Florida who performs weight loss surgeries. And so I am not recommending that your girlfriend... um, consider weight loss surgery at all. Right. I'm not recommending that. Um, but for some folks who have honestly and wholeheartedly tried to lose weight and they cannot lose weight after changing their eating habits and checking and addressing the underlying issues, you know, especially if they're an emotional eater, for some people to start all over again, weight loss surgery may be the solution for them. It should be right. a last resort, but I will be doing a special on that um, in April. So, you know, it's just one of the things that people have been considering. Now, I will say this, people who have not changed their eating habits and their lifestyle, when they have these surgeries, they gain all the weight back, especially if they do Good. the gastric band. I believe the gastric band is the procedure that has the highest failure rate. 
at this time. The gastric sleeve and the gastric bypass are more effective for weight loss and maintaining that 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 weight. But the gastric band, guys, for those listening, that should be the last consideration. So there's a lot of things that go into weight and weight management. Sir, I applaud you again for um, being so respectful and considerate of your friend. Um, please encourage her to see a psychotherapist, a nutritionist, and um, and also, you know, continue to talk to her about her eating habits. Um, tell her, listen, just try gradually changing what you're doing. Start out with drinking her 100 ounces, 110 ounces of water a day. That's almost a gallon. She should have a gallon of water and drink that all day long throughout the day. And then tell her to try one thing, cutting out Chipotle. You know, don't eat any more Chipotle. And then encourage her in the mornings uh, for breakfast to have a smoothie, a, a fruit smoothie, or to do chia pudding or um, a fiber cereal. You know, encourage her to eat those things to help with GI motility, meaning GI movement to get our bowels moving right. and so she can pass some of these toxins and get rid of some of the stuff that she's putting into her body. And encourage her to go see her primary care physician. If she doesn't have one, tell her to get one. She needs to go and get her blood pressure checked, get her cholesterol checked, get her blood sugar checked to see if those things are normal. Because sometimes when people eat out a lot, they may not be too normal right now. So she needs to get um, initiate that process of taking care of herself. It's a shame that she's 28 and is headed towards a heart attack or a stroke um, with those eating habits. And the same for her father. So do you have any last questions or last words before we conclude this call? Thank you, doctor, for your time and that that very great advice. Um, how long would you say that I should wait to see if she's able to have a, to change to incorporate a better um, habits in her lifestyle to eventually lose weight. I don't want to, I want to be respectful of her and her time. And I also don't want to lead her along. And when the weight is an issue for me, it's how, how, how long would you say I should continue to date her before I say, you know what? I'm sorry. I don't think this is this this is for me. I care about you, but I just don't think this is for me. You know. That's How a good question, and um, that's a very good question, and so and it really brings up um another issue of concern. And for po folks who are listening, who are like, "Man, don't do her like that. Don't yeah. leave her. Stay with her." You are so correct in addressing this behavior because by not challenging, in a supportive manner, I mean, by not challenging the behaviors, you're condoning the behaviors. By staying and not trying to teach her and advocate for her to become healthier, you're condoning her current behaviors. You're basically letting her know it's okay. And as much as she hates to go shopping for clothing because she's a size bigger, she ain't hating it enough because she's still feeding herself and she's still feeding her on un herself unhealthy items, which again is probably a representation of a, a more um, pressing underlying mental health issue or mental health concern. 
Now, as far as how long you should stay, only you know that, right? Because you could stay as just a friend. You could stay as her mm -hmm. boyfriend still. Or you could just bounce and not be there at all. Um, so that's something that you'll have to determine. I think in all fairness, um, talking to her and encouraging her to go see her primary care, see a nutritionist, see a psychotherapist, and then get a personal trainer if she doesn't want to train with you. She should do those right. four things. If she doesn't do that, then you have to talk to her and tell her, I, I can't marry someone who might be dead the next day from a heart attack. You're scaring me. Make it more about the actual mental health implications, not about how she looks. Make it more about her survivability mm -hmm. and less mm -hmm. about her looks, how she looks. Mm -hmm. Make it more about her inside health. Make it more about that. And then mm -hmm. you'll know when you're ready to go. You'll know that because once you ask her to do these things, if she's not doing them and she continues to eat the way that she is with total disregard for her life, then that'll tell you how can, how can she love me the way I need to be loved and she don't even love herself. Now that is a real question because someone who loves themselves, once someone helps them to see that they have to do something different or apply other interventions to their circumstance, if they care about themselves, they're going to dig deep and find a way to make an appointment with that primary care doctor. They're going to dig deep and find a way to make an appointment with a psychotherapist. When you care about yourself, you'll do these things. And if she's not loving herself enough to do this, to take care of herself, there's no way in hell she can love you or love your children. And if she's not trying to find a way to change her eating habits and you do marry her and have children, what do you think is going to happen with those kids watching their mama house a whole steak and onion rings from outback and bread you know she's going to teach those poor eating habits she's going to pass them on to the children the I lack of exercise she's going to tell them no baby you don't got to go to gym class you don't have to do any of that just tell them you don't feel like it she's going to teach she's going to pass down those poor eating habits and lifestyle decisions so don't think about how long you should stay. Don't think about it right now. Think about the things you'll recommend to her based on today's conversation. And then from there, your spirit and your mind will tell you when it's time for you to go. When it's time, Thank it's you, always God. time. You'll know it. Thank you, Dr. Dobina, for your time. I really appreciate you listening to my story and and the information and the advice that you gave to me, I really do. Very sound. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And, you know, I'm hoping for a W for both of you. I'll continue to uh, subscribe to the show and just listen to the podcast. You're doing a great job lending your, your expertise to people, helping them to sift through different things. Uh, thank you, Dr. Delvina. Thank you again. You're very welcome, sir. Have a great night. Thank you for joining us on the couch, guys. There we have it. Um, I really think that, and, and he mentioned it, the caller mentioned that his girlfriend does a lot of emotional eating. Uh, the other name for emotional eating is stress eating. Emotional eating is not the same as binge eating. Um, there are different types of um, 
mental illnesses. And uh, there is a, a category of, of illnesses called eating disorders. And there's something called binge eating disorder. Emotional eating or stress eating is not the same as binge eating disorder. So I, I want to be clear about that. Um, emotional eating can um, result in a vicious cycle of secreting It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need It's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.